Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Harness Sayadar and Sayadeen. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. Alright, what's up, fantasy book nerds? This is Phantology. The full crew is here for our monthly roundup episode, special episode. I'm Steven, your host, and we have Ryan, Jake, Josh, and Ben all on the full five. How's everyone doing tonight? Good. I prefer to be known as the unique Robinson. Whoa. (laughs) Is that because you're not a twin, Ryan? Yep. You're not unique. So if you're a first-time listener to the podcast... (laughs) Ben and Josh are twins. Ryan is their cousin. Jake and I happen to be friends of them. And, uh, and we've, we've all kind of found each other over the years and came together to form the podcast about a year and a half ago. And we cover kind of the full gamut of the fantasy book landscape. Everything from Harry Potter to Sanderson to Abercrombie to, to Malazan to what else? Indie releases. Indie yeah, releases, we're, yeah. We're trying to get a little bit more uh, new and fresh authors out there because we've done a lot of the big ones. We're, we're not all the way through all the big ones yet. You know, we still have some more Sanderson to do and some more um, classics to do, but trying to do some more indie releases. I mean, we've read most of them. We just haven't really recorded reviews. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, let's make sure we get our resumes out there. We, we have read the books. <laughs> um, and I would say we try and pick books that we think we'll like. So generally we'll say we're going to be pretty positive about books review we review because none of us want to waste our time reading a book that we don't think we're going to like. And I think we've all through the years gotten pretty good at picking out books that we'll enjoy, you know? So if we don't like a book, we'll tell you that we didn't like it. But uh, I think typically if you listen to the podcast or watch our YouTube channel, we're going to be saying positive things about books because we pick them for a reason. And and having said that one thing about, what we do is we have a lot of people on here and we usually like to do book reviews with at least three of us. Sometimes we'll do two of us or sometimes even just uh, Stephen will pump out a YouTube video, but we'll get like a di- diversity of opinion about something. So like we, there's a review, which thanks for reviewing us on like Apple podcasts, but there's a review that talks about how we were honest about a part of rhythm of war that we didn't like, but I personally like that part. And but the rest of the crew didn't, which I think is it's kind of it, it helps because um, it helps balance things out because somebody's going to have something negative to say, but even if it's overall positive, we can kind of get that diversity of thought, and it's not just coming from you know a single person. So we learned that you you were wrong, Josh. <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Like everyone else was against you. Well, the reviewer no, was no, against I, you. I, I think the point is is that you, it's okay to all have different opinions and when we can express, you know, we express those different opinions and people are most likely going to agree with one of us. You know? For example, Josh and I will maintain that Elaine is the best female character in Wheel of Time. And that is a correct opinion to have. However, the rest of the crew might not agree with us. Josh uh, doesn't even uh, look like he agrees with you. <laughs> that's a stretch. 
It's a huge stretch. For any Wheel of Time fans just now listening to us, please don't take this as anything to scare you away. There are more, <laughs> more level-headed Wheel of Time fans. I was listening. I, for for this opinion, I got kicked off of our reviews of Wheel of Time. And that's um, not that's accurate. And I was listening to a recent episode that you guys did though, and you you defended Lillian a little bit and you said, Ben, if you're listening. So I want to let you know I was listening and I appreciated the defense. <laughs> we don't pull our punches. Yeah. Especially Ben. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Phantology podcast, diverse opinions in the year 2021. That is something that not everywhere on the internet can say. So if you like that, tune in. Also, if you want to follow us, support us a little bit, we, uh, we're launching our YouTube channel. It's, I mean, it's been out there for, for some time, but we're trying to make a push to get some YouTube subs. And uh, not only do we put our podcast out there, but we do little booktube things every now and then, just kind of dabbling. This is very much a hobby still. Uh, none of us have quit our jobs over this. But if you want to support the podcast, give us a sub over on YouTube. It's kind of a fun place. And on YouTube, you can admire Steven's background quite a bit because he's done a lot to get that perfect back there, you know? So good job. Yeah. Also admire Ryan's cat. <laughs> I, want, I wanted to introduce our honorary sixth member for this episode. <laughs> this is Newport. She is a delightful calico cat. And she's about, she's turning three years old soon. We adopted her when she was eight weeks old and she's turning three. And there's another uh, black and white cat named Radar who is not siblings with Newport, but we adopted him at the same time. And he's in my room, but he currently gets into a lot of trouble. And so you'll probably <laughs> see him walking around at some point in this episode. As long as we're doing animals of ventology, this is my little shit too. Whoa, is she shaved? Yeah, <laughs> we, we shaved her. And my daughter, who's three, thought that we got a new dog when she comes in. And she's like, I got a new pet. I'm going to name her Fluffy. And like, Wait, Fluffy? Like, Fluffy's you're, you're, the wrong. Quit yeah. the name there, Lakin. Like, so anyway, so now Bruni has to go by Bruni Fluffy. Otherwise, my daughter gets sad. This is the opposite thing where parents will like, if a goldfish dies, then they'll just get a goldfish without replacing it or, you know, without telling their kid. This is like lake and thinking that her dog disappeared and she got another one yeah so it sounds like there was no remorse over losing bruni it was just joy at gaining <laughs> well fluffy. she didn't realize that she didn't think she had lost bruni she just thought she had gained another animal and we so okay. was she disappointed to learn that fluffy Hard was actually bruni she's still she's she, still trying to process she was, that she wasn't disappointed she was disbelieving until she eventually just kind of got over it and mm -hmm. now we just have to include bruni's new last name which is fluffy all right, three-year-old psychology and animals. We also cover fantasy books. That's probably what you're here for. So in these monthly episodes, we recap the news, the sci-fi fantasy news from the previous month. So that's going to be March this time around. And we kick off our competition on Twitter that we run every month. We do these polls, kind of March Badness bracket style polls. We just finished the Magic Systems poll and this month of April is going to be sidekicks, top fantasy, science fiction, fantasy sidekicks. And we'll give you our picks and then we'll launch it on Twitter, collect submissions, let it run for the month. And ultimately we will have a winner and that person will win fabulous prizes. There are actually prizes. You win a Phantology swag. I'm not just being facetious. <laughs> well, and I think, are we, do we do Shadowless as a book giveaway this time or 
How yes, this month, the winner of the poll, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, received a copy of Shadowless by Randall McNally, who is a self-published author that we had on the podcast to talk about writing and self-publishing. So if you're at all interested in that and you want, or, or if you're interested in a unique fantasy book of which Shadowless is uh, very much one, then check that episode out. So let's talk about news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I know every if you've listened before, you know that if we talk about TV first and news, Ryan becomes, he gets into a rage. So can we start with books, a Ryan? Wet, a wet blanket, as you called me in the last episode. Hmm, that was probably nicer than saying you were enraged, but should we talk about books this time? Book book news in March? Yeah, yeah I, I think the, the first book news we should cover would be Breach of Peace, right? We did a little prediction that we'd be covering that last month's episode and yeah, we ended up covering it a lot more than we thought we would be covering it, actually. <laughs> yeah. I think, well, well-deserved. So for background, this is a book by Daniel Green, who is, I would say, one of the most prominent fantasy booktubers out there. And He's so been he, called the king of booktube. Not, uh, not a self-proclaimed title. I think he prefers uh, Goblin, Daniel Disheveled Green. Disheveled Goblin. Yeah, Disheveled yeah. Goblin. That's so named by title. Brandon Sanderson himself, I believe. I think that's the... Is that okay? If yeah. not, it's adding to the legend. <laughs> it's adding to the legend. <laughs> He's quote right. at this point. Who <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't like? Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, he decides to dabble in the self-publishing industry, and so he put out a ninety-five-page novella, which Phantology had favorable opinions on. And so you can go watch our thirteen-minute book two video or um, one of the two podcasts that we did about it. Yeah, we covered it a lot. We did a non-spoiler and a full spoiler. It's out now. We got an advanced reading copy of it, so uh, or advanced review copy. So thank you for that, Daniel. And uh, yeah, this was a dark fantasy novella. So it was kind of along the lines of like there was some Stephen King. There was some grim dark in it. There was some what else did we say? Powder mage type of setting. And the whole thing was around more of a mystery detective style. And uh, we, we enjoyed it. You can read one, one, maybe two sittings. And yeah. it's, it's a fun, fast-paced read. And he's a good author, you know, for a first book. This was really strong. And if you're an audiobook file, then um, it's Michael Kramer and Kate reading, writing. So, yeah, you can't go wrong with those as your narrators. Unless you're Jake. <laughs> Hey, I've I've nothing against them. They're awesome. They do our intro. We love we yeah. love them. And it, it is it is reading. It's not it's not reading. reading. Yeah, reading reading would be too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's I think that covers that. Great book. Go buy it, support uh Booktuber and check out our episodes about it. Any more book news? I have a couple more book news things, but I'll give you guys the opportunity. Go, go for it, Steven. Yeah. Okay. So, so book news. So I don't know if any of us have read the cradle books by Will White. I've read one of his other series. This is another self-published author, one of the more successful. And this cradle series, I think has like eight or nine books and the, the ninth book was just announced. And I saw a bunch of stuff on Twitter about it, but none of us have read the books, but I've heard they're really good. So I feel like we should at least mention it. Yeah, if they're if they're really good and you think we should read them, then tweet at us or jump on our Discord and you know get on one of us to read them. He writes more like lit RPG 
style books. So if you're into game, into into video games especially, I think uh, a lot of people enjoy his books. Okay, more news from me. <laughs> so so uh, my, my last piece of book news is Joe Abercrombie didn't, he didn't announce this, but uh, the, the sub press guy, subterranean press guy said that he finished his novella that takes place after the age of madness. Well, like some of the stories are from the age of madness time, similar to how sharpens fit into the first trilogy and standalones. And so this novella is called the great change and other lies. And I think it's coming out like, I don't know. I don't think there's a release date necessarily, but we really like Jabber Crombie. And Man. now we're all into him. We, we got Jake to read the first book even. That seems like there's going to be spoilers for uh, for Age of Madness in that title. The Great Change. Yeah, is it being released before the third book of Age of Madness? It's after. So, uh, so okay. So, wait, it's being released after Age of Madness, book D- three. Does it take place after Age of Madness? Man, I don't know. I just know the title and I know it was turned in. <laughs> So if you want to read in the proper order, then you would read Age of Madness book three and then this this compilation of short stories. Yeah. So you wouldn't have anything spoiled from the Age of Madness trilogy. But just even yeah, the yeah. title saying the great change in other lives makes it seem like there's not going to be as great of a change as might be being foreshadowed. Well, have you read Joe Abercrombie? Like he's it's just have totally you even his... read it, Josh? It's his. It's his humor, Josh. He's just. He's. I know, but you know what I mean. Sarcastic about everything. I know, but there, there is in general, a general age of madness. You know, discussion. There are changes in the society that are happening. So if there's, if all that's a lie, then it's making me question everything in the age of madness. Well, it's like the industrial revolution. It it rocketed society forward, but there's even though change the change is drastic, things aren't necessarily great about it right i think it's a play on words like the trouble with peace exactly jake you just finished the blade itself yeah you're you're kind of like our the the tugboat you're the caboose of (laughs) you're not the tugboat i'm ryan ryan you're the tugboat of joe abercrombie you were the first to get through definitely ryan was yeah you're the you're the caboose so you you but you enjoyed the blade itself yeah i've been wanting to read them for a long time uh there's just been a lot to read uh but yeah i really enjoyed it you can listen to our review on it to get my thoughts it was way good you had some way good speculation i was impressed that's what i've heard and i'm we're talking about it on discord and you guys are using so much of the spoiler tags and i'm (laughs) so tempted to just unclick them all don't do that that. but yeah i to summarize i i really liked it it was really well written kind of disappointed that not a lot happened but that's just got me excited to read the, the the rest of the trilogy and I guess the whole series. We've got a lot of books to read before September something when Wisdom yeah. of Crowds comes out. Yeah. Okay, that's that's my book news. So Ryan, is that enough? Wait, wasn't there was the Devils announced as well, or was that last month's book? That news? was that was well, I think he announced that in a blog that came out like at the end of last month slash beginning of this month, but we did talk about that in our last month episode. So to recap, he announced the next book he's writing is going to be called The Devils. And it takes place with new characters in a new world. And we had some discussion on Discord if that meant that he was done writing first law and the conclusion was not necessarily. 
but the devils is the next one and it's not going to be in the first law universe okay and then steven i wanted to give you a chance to to continue your rant there was there's been some uh reddit discussion about how sanderson has been spoiled by joe abercrombie and like once you read joe abercrombie you can't go back to liking to liking sanderson because it's almost like a marvel version of i don't know disney i think disney yeah, maybe was a disney the... disney five yeah. version of fantasy uh-huh. and whereas joe abercrombie is like i that's it seems kind of silly to me i don't know why you would ever feel the need to diss on one author just because you've started to like another author but yeah, and we we might be making a bigger deal out of this than it was. This is just something that happened on the First Law subreddit, and it came up on our Discord, and there was a lot of discussion about it. This is not a large-scale discussion. Brandon Sanderson and Joe Abercrombie are not at each other's throats at oh, all. Oh, no, no. Not they, the were, they, were just, they were just on a panel uh, the other day, actually, together. So, I mean, they're friends. They read each other's stuff. All we're saying is there was this subreddit posting. And by the way, if you want to talk about this more, you can join our Discord there was this subreddit posting and we talked about this on our discord that essentially what Ben said was that someone got on this big rant and there were, there were a bunch of comments supporting it. And essentially the whole first loss subreddit seemed a large majority of the people that commented at least were like Sanderson is crap and reading Abercrombie's ruined him for me. And Sanderson's like this Disneyfied version of fantasy and it's not realistic. And the dialogue is wooden and the characters aren't believable, blah, blah, blah. And I think we both like, both like we all here we all like both authors a lot and i just don't see the need to crap on one like they're both good they have strengths and weaknesses and they there's definitely some crossover between what they do there are a lot of differences and so i think it's just a matter of preference and maybe this just kind of comes to a discussion about like reading in general like we're all for supporting like whatever you like to read you should read that stuff like if you don't like something personally like that is your prerogative. And if you don't like things that we're recommending, that's fine. Maybe we can recommend something else to you. You don't have to <laughs> like everything. Don't force yourself to read something just because we say we like it. And if we say we like it, doesn't mean that you should feel bad. If you don't like it, none of that goes. You're, it's, you're, you have your agency when deciding what to read and you don't need to then crap on authors just because you don't yeah. like it. Don't yuck that's on somebody rant. else's yum. <laughs> In my humble, honest, personal opinion, um, that Reddit thread was, it, it seemed like a, just a small reaction to the strength that Sanderson's fan base is gaining to uh, so many people just recommend Sanderson now on, on a large yeah, scale fair. that I think a, a few people are getting sick of it. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they've tried Sanderson and for whatever reason, he doesn't, they, they don't like his writing which is fine. It's, it's totally fine to have your own humble, honest, personal opinion. Um, and so I, I feel like um, Reddit, you, you, you hear about the circle jerk. And so that, that thread was just a bunch of people who had been fed up with uh, Sanderson and they all got together and were ranting about it. And so if, if you do, did like Sanderson um, reading that, you, you probably would have disagreed with quite a bit that was said yeah i think it. it's fair to think that there may be a bit of a overreaction or not overreaction but that there is like a natural movement against the over recommendation of sanderson because he is like the the number one recommended fantasy author right now and jake and i were just talking to a friend last night who had just finished well of ascension the second mistborn book 
And he was like, yeah, it's okay. And, you know, Sanderson's a good author. I enjoy his books. But he felt like he was a little surprised that the books went maybe better because of the number of times he'd had them recommended. And we were just like, yeah, you know, Sanderson is really popular amongst, you know, a big circle of people, but there's a lot of other authors and he's at, he has weaknesses. For, for me, Sanderson really is like the MCU of fantasy book authors because it's a really safe recommendation. You know, like there's not yeah. a lot of offensive things in his books and there are a lot of offensive things in first law books. Like that's just the nature of what they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to go in there and like, if you recommend it, like to... you're not going to read about some dude struggling to pee for two pages yeah. in Sanderson's books, but you might with Joe Abercrombie. That might be an exaggeration. Okay, maybe not two pages, but I just I just finished in, with uh in total one of his books and it was Oh no spoilers, guys. So don't want to get into spoilers. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like what Josh is saying, it's very safe to recommend. The urine is coming, Jake. It, it's it's like you you can recommend you can recommend a Marvel movie, and like chances are that who you're recommended to is going to like not be offended by it and is probably going to for the most part enjoy it and probably want to go back and watch another marvel movie you know but is it is it like a high class movie that like you're is it the best movie that's ever been made no i mean in some ways kind of like i think like if you take all of them together i think endgame was one of yeah yeah, for what it did it did it extremely well and when you take josh believes endgame is the best movie ever made (laughs) no no but you know what i mean like in some ways marvel has done what no other like movie franchise has ever been able to do and that is to appeal to mass audience and and get a lot of movies in one continue, you know, with preserving a lot of continuity. Yeah. And Sanderson has done largely the same thing with being broadly a- appealing to a lot of people. Now, having said that, like, I think that Joe Abercrombie is the best working author with characters, you know, bar none, really. Maybe Stephen King. This is kind of a side note jab, but um, <laughs> side note jab. <laughs> I, I mean, again, listen to our review of The Blade itself, but I, I felt the writing style is very similar to George R. R. Martin. And I think he also does amazing characters uh, and great writing. So I guess the job would be, do you not consider George R. R. Martin as a, yeah, as a working author? A current, Honestly. A working author, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. Um, he's working <laughs> just on the stuff we want him to be. Actually, that's another piece of news. I think he just signed a big contract with HBO for like five years of developing. Yeah. Is it for yeah. that sci-fi show or for... No, uh, it's for like Game additional Thrones Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire spinoffs. And the idea, I saw a brief YouTube video of someone saying that this has the potential to be like a universe of Song of Ice and Fire with lots That'd of shows cool. that all have... It would be so cool. it's going to be the MCU of grimdark fantasy? It, it could be cool if it happens. But at the same time, like, does this mean that his writing career is over? That would be such a shame to... Just like if the show had started development like three years later, you know, would we have gotten? We, we might have gotten Winds of Winter, <laughs> but but not what's the last book Dream, supposed to be called? A Dream Spring, of yeah. Spring. Yeah. So just before we um, move on, I think this could be like a cool like kind of recurring segment or like episodes that we do is kind of like pit, not pitting, but like comparing two authors against each other. Mm. And maybe like doing shows about that. Definitely a booktube thing to do. We might make some booktube yeah. videos yeah. about that. Yeah, we could get some cool good. sound effects like ding, 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 and have like two pictures come in. Epic fantasy book battle of <laughs> phantology. And then we get them on. We bring them both on unexpectedly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we make them. We, we make them. Yeah. 
<laughs> we will summon Sanderson and Joe Abercrombie. <laughs> we have the power and resources to do that. We will if you sub to our YouTube channel right <laughs> now. <laughs> we'll create like a, a Patreon tier that's like a hundred grand and then we'll be able to pay them off. If we get one <laughs> subscriber, <laughs> all proceeds will go to author battles. <laughs> yeah, we can definitely guarantee that. Uh, should we talk about TV stuff now since that's kind of a natural lead-in? I suppose I'll allow it. Yeah, I think the biggest TV news uh, we've got was the first look at Moraine. Uh, yeah. All the time. It's kind of a blink and you'll miss it type look, but... The uh, do not yeah. underestimate the woman in this tower. Yeah, three, what is it, like a three-second clip? It's like six. I'm no, going to say it's six. it wasn't even six. It was more like three, I think. Mo- I like maybe like the, was... the, the, the sound lead-in would get it to six. Yeah, I feel like half <laughs> of it was a, a bright flashing light. So what did we learn from this, Jake? Tell us. We're just hyped for the show. No, 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 no. Jake, there's, there's some things. <laughs> what do you mean? Come on, man. I thought you watched like the Dusty Wheel and... Oh, I did. I watched all of it. What do you, what do you want from <laughs> They're here? not we doing don't... the HLS Ace and I, I said I think. Oh, well, t- to me, that's not a big deal. So, it's I mean, not a huge deal, but we learned, we, we learned... We learned this. news. We learned that This is fantasy news, Jake. We have to cover these things. We learned that she will have the Kisieri, however you pronounce that. Yeah, close enough. We learned that the audio in there was recorded specifically for the trailer. So it's not the audio from the scene and potentially not audio from any scene since it was recorded specifically for the trailer. We learned that that's her embracing the source. I don't know. I feel like not having Ageless Face was not an obvious new segment. From I think that's a pretty big thing that we found out from, like, to me, that was the biggest thing is that they're not really going to do Ageless Faces with the, with the Aes Sedai in the series. That's like a, that's like a pretty big thing wait okay i'm sorry how do we learn this just because she looks older rafe said it they did a oh, Q&A. Said, yeah, yeah, pe- yeah people you know, are like you know rafe our survivor rj <laughs> i know him from survivor <laughs> yeah he's the he's the showrunner for first time listeners he's the showrunner rafe was Jenkins. he on survivor i don't get that he was really he was, mm, yeah okay oh yeah anyways obviously not a survivor fan the agelessness thing i don't see as a big deal there is one part in the books where it's kind of plot important but i could see that not like if they remove that then it wouldn't be a, a huge thing anyways i guess two things i think it's a perfectly fine decision to make i do think that it is like there are implications in the book for it for sure well for sure yeah but um, there's one plot point that's big the other one is like very minor and both of them could be done yeah no but it is it is showing that they're not going to do like an exact interpretation of the books which we already know know. and and fans are going to know and so i think that this is pretty smart that they're all getting that they're getting out ahead of this and that they're communicating it to the fans because they know that they're going to need hardcore fans on board and if they lose a few of those hardcore fans by you know rolling you know this kind of stuff out months before the release then it's kind of softening the blow then if you like tune in super jazzed for episode one hardcore fan you've loved the book since the 90s you're like super excited for it and then they yeah. don't have an angel's yeah. face I said, it, to me it would be yeah. like it's like when harry potter minor it, no to me it's kind of like when they stopped having like in the harry potter movies they stopped having them wear wizard robes at school and just right. they were in normal clothes the entire time it's not like a really big deal, but to my, you know, when I was like 
a teenager and these movies were coming out and I was obsessed with Harry Potter. I was like, how could you not let them wear robes? You know, it like ticked me off. Yeah, I felt that way when they didn't adapt Peeves into the movies. Yeah. That was a, that was a low blow. <laughs> no, I think, I mean, they've been pretty upfront about how this is going to be another turning of the wheel. It's not going to be a one-to-one adaptation. They're going to be faithful to it, but I mean, it's 14 books trying to be done. And I assume they're going to try to do it in under 10 years, right? Like there's no way it could go over 10 years and still I just quality. hope, yeah, I hope that we get to the part of the books where the ageless face becomes more important. Like if we make it that far, <laughs> like successful run already you know what i mean that's like, man i was like super scared ben was about to say massive spoilers <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um so the other news about wheel of time is the dusty wheel was able to unblur some parts of the script oh yeah so i guess just that's a plug to go watch those youtube videos yeah for the the reveals of the dagger and I think Tom's guitar and maybe I think those two are the ones that really showed like mm-hmm. the script with a line unblurred and the rest blurred somehow the crew at the dusty wheel I think they just did like guess and check would like type something they thought it was and then use some blurring software to see if it lined up or what but you should or they just made it up out. <laughs> they just made They're it probably up. CIA agents if if it's legit. I have to write what rookie mistake to include the actual script. I think like, it's pretty commonly done. And nothing on there was like a major no, revelation. It's just, it's just fun for the fans. You it's not like play detective. And then Maureen kills Matt because she got frustrated with him. Yeah. <laughs> right. Josh, don't spoil things. <laughs> so Jake, haven't they been following like the, the wedding pattern, like the something old, something new, something borrowed something, something blue. blue yeah and so now we're gonna have the trailer that's the speculation that's the next thing well so here let me look it up real quick but um the full like it's a longer rhyme that i initially thought it would be oh no there's more things <laughs> there's there's one more it's and a sixpence in her shoe is the last bit to it it sounds annoying some people have speculated that could be like the tarvalon mark oh that is featured in the first book hmm. i don't know why they would like it's not really a huge plot thing i don't in the shoe i have no idea what what a shoe would be unless it's men and boots you know <laughs> maybe that, that would, would be, be big though but i mean i don't know but the trailer speculation is from somebody found a request for and i don't know how accurate this is a request to get um some like language translation work done which would indicate that would be for a trailer and they need the work done by May, April or May, I think, which I think they needed it done by April, which made people theorize that the trailer could drop as soon as May. Are we ready to make a Phantology guarantee about the trailer? <laughs> I, I think it's going to be by June. We'll see a, a teaser at the very least. A teaser right, more we than... Need, we've, we need we've already seen... No, 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 no. We, we've already seen teasers. I mean, like a teaser. So we have teasers, teaser trailer, trailers. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying teaser trailer. Yeah, yeah. Wait, what is that? I'm, I'm a, a teaser trailer is like more like of a like a mon- second 15 second montage. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like a commercial mm. for it's like more of a commercial for the for it than. Okay. Well, I mean, there. yeah. 
Okay, Phantology guarantees within the year 2021, <laughs> we will see a trailer of some kind. No, it's 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 getting, re- I'm pretty sure it, at this point, I'm pretty sure it's still going to be released this year. Hopefully. We cannot guarantee that. That's my Since guarantee. When have our year, guarantees ooh. had any consequences for, for being false? <laughs> exactly. I guarantee that next week we will have the show. Whoa. Which, Brian, to be fair, watch. Well, I think it's leaked. Like it. well, I think it's leaked next week. <laughs> yeah, source says. <laughs> yeah, so somebody watches. You can take yeah, that to the <laughs> bank. <laughs> somebody watches. Will of Time Insider guarantees that we will have the show. Oh yeah, and invest. Shocking invest news. in GameStop, everyone. It's going to the moon. <laughs> Diamond hands, stuff like that. To be fair, I think 2021 was their target date for the release, anyways. But who knows how COVID is really going to make that delayed or not. So off of Wheel of Time, there was some minor Lord of the Rings TV show news. I don't know if we need to spend much time on that. They, uh, they uh, cast member dropped off. Uh, no one really knows much. I, I don't think we even bothered to speculate, do we? No. I've, I've heard people just say it could be that since the Tolkien estate has like final say on any creative decisions for the show, that maybe they cast that person in a role, filled some scene, filmed some scenes, and then the estate saw it and was like, we don't want you doing this, like this mm. way with this character. How and bad so, would you feel if that was you? That Well, not that, not that it would be the actor's fault. It would be the, the writers and directors because I think the actor came out and said that they, he left, he or she left, I, don't, I can't remember, due to a different direction with the character. Yeah, so and it so, like so something like, like we that. cannot continue with it or something. It was kind Doesn't of Doesn't everyone say externally that they left a company because of creative differences or a difference of opinion? That's never the full story. Yeah. Anyway, and there is a new director slash this just got released recently. There's a new di- they just announced director. a new director for like yeah. one episode or I don't know what it was. Anyway, Lord of the Rings TV show, maybe maybe 2022. We'll see. Snyder Cut. I'm, hey, I'm almost I'm almost through it. I got like one hour left. I'm halfway through it. <laughs> I haven't started. <laughs> so it's it's long. We're learning that it's long. It's I haven't long. started either, Ryan. It's broken into parts though. It's very digestible. Is there an intermission? No, but there's like four or five parts. I would just watch no, that. But the, there's three DVDs. At this point, I mean, I feel like the culture of hey, it's a friday night or weekend i'm just gonna binge four hours of tv is not unheard of what i feel attacked oh, definitely Jake. not unheard of <laughs> and especially when you can break it up in the parts like okay i'll watch the i can't, like, I can't wait until you get I, I can't wait until you and emily have a kid jake <laughs> four hours <laughs> to binge a tv show post kids that's not okay that's not gonna happen that's priorities yeah. okay priorities if they really want it happen they can make it happen i believe it man i haven't had a four-hour stretch where my kid wasn't awake where one of them anyway josh yes you have you just go to sleep too early no my okay so stop having kids so you can watch the snyder cut that's josh's official opinion yeah we're going a little far afield with life uh advice now So uh, if WandaVision ended, we liked that. We have an episode out on that. So check that out. And Falcon and Winter Soldier <laughs> started. Two episodes have been released. I have seen them both. I have seen these ones. And them. I like them okay. They have cool action scenes. I'm, I've got some questions on the characters. I'm not totally bought in on all the characters yet. 
Kind of same. I, I was, I never loved like Sebastian Stanton. I've never loved his acting. I, I might not be in the minority with that. It just always feels a little bit like cheesed up to me. I mean, he hasn't really had a lot, like a, a big acting focus in any, in the, his role in the MCU at least. If like he's been more of, here's a lion, here's a lion. And then, wait, did, how much did he talk about that? I don't that? remember. He just grunted a lot, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like part of it is WandaVision was so like different and very unique in its whole development and the way it was the way each episode tied into each other had like this theme to it which made it really cool and now um falcon and winter soldier are, are basically just like an action movie there's nothing like really to set it apart especially after wandavision but i'm liking it i'm liking the focus on um i don't know the falcon's character he's a little more interesting to me than i disagree i think the opposite yeah. We'll do a review once they finish. We're gonna get uh, we're gonna get an expert opinion again, right, Josh? Yeah, I'll get Doug back on. Check out our WandaVision episode if you want some <laughs> deep dive into Marvel stuff. I learned a lot from having Doug on, so uh, I think you will too if you tune into that. <laughs> okay, uh, any more news? I have one more thing, real quick. There's a Red Rising board game. Red Rising is a series that most of us like, except for Josh, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Called Again, out. His, opi- his opinion is wrong. <laughs> and there's a board game out now from Stonemeyer Games. I know board game companies now, apparently. Uh, so I pre-ordered it. And I didn't tell my wife wow. about it. And she doesn't listen to our podcast. So she won't find out till until <laughs> she won't find, find out, out till it arrives. <laughs> when you get in trouble, be like, be like, oh, I told you on the podcast. Like, if so you had just you tuned into Phantology, don't, don't you care about my interests, honey? <laughs> Personal news, I got Mistborn House War. So if you are in the Phoenix area and you want to jump in Discord and want to play one night, then yeah, (laughs) I got it for my birthday. But Ben's in Vegas. I'm in Phoenix. I'm so sad we didn't play that the other weekend. All right. News is over, clearly. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So last month we did Top 3 Magic Systems. The winning entry was from The Wheel Weaves, a Wheel of Time podcast. That has actually won before. So two-time champions. Congratulations. Their winning entry was number one, The Force from Star Wars, obviously. Number two, Channeling from Wheel of Time. Number three, Allomancy from Mistborn. And I think Allomancy from Mistborn was by far the number one magic system entered in the competition. Channeling from Wheel of Time was probably number two. And I'm guessing like Stormlight slash Knight's Radiant Magic was number three. So a lot of what you'd expect in that one. Um, but yeah, congrats, and this was a strong entry, obviously, three blue chip. I feel like we should systems. have more in-depth <laughs> statistical analysis on these competitions, Stephen. What do you What do you think? Especially considering Stephen's a data scientist. Yeah, would you know. like to do that? I, I think that we should just let whoever's <laughs> strengths are most, most suited for that do it. Oh, Stephen, what was yeah. your major, Stephen? <laughs> What, what do you have same your graduate major, degree in? Same student? major as three other. What was your master's? Your master's. <laughs> there, we, uh, there we go. That's true. That's yeah. That, that's that's false information. Okay, so next this month, <laughs> so this month we're going to talk about uh, top three sidekicks. Sidekicks is something we need to define because there's a difference between a minor character and a sidekick, and there's also a difference between a 
you know, a protagonist and a sidekick, right? Like, so, so what actually makes the sidekick into a sidekick? What do you guys think? Dang, this is hard because I've already made my picks and I'm now not sure if my picks are going to qualify. I think they're a strong supporting <laughs> role for the main character. Yeah, they have to be tied to the main character or to, to a main character specifically. Like they have to be a, a B-side of that character. There's someone who wants to carry the load of the main character. For example, like Dobby would not be a sidekick, right? He's a supporting character who's Dobby uh, maybe, is he's dead. Maybe a little okay. bit more than a minor character. I, I guess. Well, yeah, well, if, rub it in. If Dobby had a bigger role, I could see sidekick because he's not his really role, sidekick, though. his role is like predicated upon Harry Potter. Well, right, but the whole book is predicated upon Harry Potter. Yeah, no, so this like, is good. So, so let's take the Harry Potter example. Who is sidekick eligible in Harry Potter? I think Ron and Hermione are. What about is is Hermione a sidekick or is she a, a protagonist? They are per, they are protagonists, but they're they're both more sidekick. Hmm. I mean, by the by book six, Harry's the sidekick. So to you're Hermione, telling me that but, Harry is yeah. such a weak character; he needs two sidekicks, and he let Dobby yeah. die. I don't. I. You don't think you don't think Hermione's a sidekick? I don't. I don't think Hermione's a sidekick. Dang. I think she does enough enough things on her own. But what, what's, her, what's the purpose of her role? It's to support Harry. Well, part of that's because the book is all it's third right. it's third person yeah, limited yeah, but to like, Harry. Like Fred and George, they are just side characters. They do support mm-hmm. Harry at times, but their their like focus their focus is not to support yeah. Harry. Their focus is to be this comedic relief on the side. Or even Dumbledore, even Dumbledore, like he is outside protagging outside of Harry's influence you know what i mean like he's doing his own thing whereas everything hermione does is pretty much revolving around harry everything the book showcases at least starting spew had nothing to do with harry yeah yeah and it therefore didn't receive very much attention (laughs) steven just wanted to mention spew this spew stand for steven a society of the protection of elfish welfare not warfare welfare (laughs) yeah steven you you seem very knowledgeable right now but if, yeah. <laughs> if fans go check out your uh whoa shots fired <laughs> we were just talking about this i was so disappointed in all three of them for the <laughs> collective wrong answers they got on their harry potter trivia episode my assailants are referring to an episode of the podcast where we did harry potter trivia and hey i won i won the trivia right it was, that is n- yeah. no nathan i think it was nobody won nobody I clearly, won. I clearly won I, at, at the end of the day, I declared myself the winner. So that <laughs> you were hosting the it's podcast. It's like if you were the ringer in the Special Olympics and you won. <laughs> Didn't Trump win? He said he won. <laughs> okay. So, right, okay. We, we okay, back we to sidekick. We, we don't dare stray into that. Yeah. <laughs> back to sidekick. So I think that like the quintessential, like archetypical sidekick character in fantasy would be Sam, Samwise Gamgee. Mm-hmm. But would you also consider no. Mary and Pippin sidekicks? They are, but they're also yeah, kind of too separated from. If, okay, so I think y- you could if you're talking about in the Fellowship of the Ring, for yeah, sure they okay. would be sidekicks. Okay. So if you say in in the book, the Fellowship mm. of the Ring, Mary and Pippin okay. would be sidekicks. And the other two books, I don't think so because they start the, to have their own arc and become just yeah, side characters. Yeah, yeah, and they're not even around Frodo very much. Yeah. So I'd say the, the real strict definition is a sidekick is someone who doesn't really have their own arc themselves. They mostly just go along with the main character's arc and support them throughout. 
that's a pretty limited definition. I think I think they can still have their own arcs. Yeah, they can still have character arcs, but they're not. Yeah, because Sam but, definitely but has character. Yeah, arcs. Sam has a huge. Okay, character so for example, arc, but it's like really, really strongly tied to the the character. They're yeah, supporting. really strongly tied. Sam has a bigger arc than Frodo in terms of his character development. How? What if? What if we go through our picks and then discuss afterwards whether they can? <laughs> I don't yeah. know, or, or we can keep discussing now. And so this whole discussion is totally irrelevant because once we throw this out to Twitter, we're going to get all kinds of entries, and we cannot possibly police all of these entries. <laughs> based the off votes. our criteria here. The so, votes have uh, to police the entries. Yeah, yeah. You voters, if you are yeah. listening and you're going to vote in our Twitter competition, please do follow us on Twitter and vote in the competition. Vote for the side characters, the sidekicks, the sidekicks that follow whatever definition you choose if, to assess. If you want to win the How's poll, <laughs> by the way, just pick something from Aragon and just retweet Christopher, Christopher Paolini for every. Oh. <laughs> yeah, don't do but but don't do that but don't do that <laughs> somehow our twitter polls are on his radar and <laughs> he retweets when he gets tweeted at and summons his legion of aragonites which is honestly great for us in some ways because it boosts our engagement to like levels that we don't see otherwise yeah but it also just ruins the uh, what we need what we need is for someone to retweet at him telling him to retweet at whatever author he's up against that would be good mm. because then we can get those other authors yes. tweeting and then it would just be good for everyone and and <laughs> this leads right into the author battles that we'll be doing on yes. YouTube. exactly exactly yes okay good All right. so full circle good advice ryan definitely always retweet at christopher Polini. okay who's going first go with their top three? i'll go first i'll go first because because <laughs> i'm worried mine are going to get too disqualified Dude, we're, we're all Second. getting to, okay go for it jake I know we're going to have the same ones. Okay. I know me, Jake, and Steven. And Sadly, I, I felt like there's some strong uh, female leads, but there aren't really good female sidekicks. And I don't Besides know Hermione. That... Yeah. Well, she's, she's <laughs> on my list. I don't know if that's like, is that a sexist issue or, or not? The fact that sidekicks, there aren't as many female. We don't need to stray into this conversation. Anyways, that was is, just a thought is I had a love about. interest. Would a, would a female love interest be a sidekick or no? Like that's different. Well, I like, think it could be, but it just because it is a love interest doesn't make it a like sidekick. Like if Harry, if, well, for, first of all, Frodo Ooh. and Sam were a love interest. No, they weren't, man. <laughs> wait, wait, was been. Murphy a sidekick to Dresden? You're just going to pick out Rosie sidekick. like that? Dude, R- Rosie was a rebound. <laughs> I, okay uh, i think murphy murphy could be a sidekick yeah okay all right so my number three is severo from oh that was um, red day. rising ben thought he had ben thought he had something no one else I had come that locked down. Severo was like one of my first things on my yeah. list <laughs> <laughs> he uh definitely has his own arc but for a lot of the book he's like the the jackal no he's that, not the jackal um, which might be well, he's like the hound that. Um, even I know Darryl. that, Jake. Well, okay, I didn't mean. I didn't okay. even like the book. Start you know, over. You know Start what I'm over. He's, he's like the, like if if Darrow needs something done, you know, he'll send Severo, and Severo can get it done for him. So that in my head, he's like a sidekick there. I think he's a really good sidekick. Number two, I got Hermione Granger. We kind of discussed this issue of sidekick. Is she not? You guys will have to decide. I kind of view her as one. It's kind of a gray area. But most of what she does is to support Harry. She's like the, the support class of their trio. Mm, Harry okay. is this 
I don't know. He just jumps into danger. Ron is, I don't know what Ron is in their tree. Comedic relief. Book Ron, he's like moral support. Comedic relief, yeah. And then my number one would be Bean from the Enders games. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just listening, right. Ryan just had a, a visceral reaction. <laughs> I knew he I had is, to go for He is upset. <laughs> um, again, Bean has his own arc. He even has his own series, but for Ender's Game and for, yeah, mainly just for Ender's Game, he is more of the supporting character um, for Ender. Thoughts? Do you guys think all mine qualify? I, yeah. I guess Ben and Ben and Ryan do, seeing as I still have this. <laughs> no, Bean, yeah, Bean no, those, doesn't those qualify are good. I, for I you we... because he has his own series in which he's the main <laughs> character, so... I guess Petra could be, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take off Bean and I'll do Petra from, no, no, I'm sticking with Bean. <laughs> Never mind. No, he's right. Bean is a good pick. Yeah. Okay, Ryan, you were, you yep. were next in line. So um, since I'm getting, giving <laughs> Bean the boot, um, I will replace my number three pick with The Fool from Fitz and the Fool, who starts off as kind of a enigmatic, um, just mysterious character and really develops into just a strong friendship sidekick with uh, Fitz. And just his, his background turns out to be integral to the plot lines of the books. And so he's, he's just, him and Fitz have just a super interesting relationship, um, very different from pretty much any uh i don't i wouldn't say any other relationship but most of the relationships that i have read um in in fantasy this is a good pick yeah yeah i was gonna i i was gonna i was gonna um, go my number it. two yeah. pick is going to be Silfrena. sil from <laughs> no <laughs> yeah. oh that's a great one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> a yeah. Ben's, Ben's <laughs> list is collapsing. Just, uh, <laughs> just she's a really good. She's she's just really good sidekick. I mean, moral support. She she's kind of like the angel on Kaladin's shoulder, really helping guide him. As as her powers expand, so does Kaladin's, and their relationship grows. I think really the one of the one of the things that I consider to be central and a good sidekick is the relationship between the main character and the sidekick is uh, strong and develops and changes very dynamic and it almost uh, is as interesting to me as the actual story is. Ben and I just reviewed The Way of Kings which is not a new book but we reviewed it with my roommate Daniel who just read it for the first time and we had some good, we had a good discussion about Syl. I know, I know Ben's a big fan. There was some, uh, yeah. there was even some Reddit art that got brought up. Oh, yeah. So check out that episode. But yeah, Ryan, let's do um, number well, one. Well, my number one pick was mentioned um, earlier, but hasn't been picked. Samwise Gamgee, who is your prototypical sidekick who helps Frodo. You know, I can't carry the ring, but I can carry you helps get him to Mount Doom, saves the day. He's kind of my hero of the Lord of the Rings. I know that Frodo bore the most of the burden, but Sam was there to pick Frodo up and just 
not only a good sidekick, but a really good friend. And to be clear, you are allowed to choose someone that uh, choose a sidekick that another person here has has not chosen. If you like, have any cojones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, yeah, we, we kind of, I think we like to be original and unique. And um, this is really a competition in a, in, between it, ourselves. It might be interesting well. if next month we do all of our number three picks at once and then we do all of our number two picks, uh, all of our number one picks. Oh, yeah. Kind of like something, a draft. Something mm, like yeah. that. I like that. Yeah, we, we so, can do a draft anyways. Here. All right, Ben. Ben, I think you have to go next. Otherwise, you might have a connection. <laughs> <laughs> okay no, number one sidekick is jean from wise of Lockmore. he's a really good one darn it john who john who T- what tenant tenant yeah good pick darn darn it. i'm just <laughs> i'm just pop quiz i'm just salty because i was <laughs> yeah. gonna i'm just salty because because i was gonna take him so yeah. i had okay. to like, oh. i had to yeah, he was on hey, my no one's taken any name of the wind yet, Stephen. So you still got that <laughs> for you. Well, now they're going to Jake. <laughs> so I, I've only read um, the first two books of Lies of Lockmore, but both no, very good. come on, you haven't even finished the series, and you took it. Well, from none Steven. of us have finished the series. <laughs> well, now it's... Josh. Okay. Yeah. Well, our Ooh, current... nice clap back, Ryan. All right. <laughs> Number two is Ellen. Darn it! I just... <laughs> <laughs> sidekick to Vin, and yeah, I think he's. I mean, great sidekick. I think he's always very supportive of Vin, and um, I've just got through my reread um, of Well of Ascension, so yeah, just super good. It, like everything he does is going to strengthen her and buoy her up. And then my salty pick is Wormtail as a sidekick to Voldemort. As a sidekick to Voldemort. <laughs> All right, what is the worst rap man he comes in clutch he comes in clutch in book four with his hand severs his right hand and you bring Voldemort back he I mean he spends his life as a rat in order to stay undercover and continue the straight up of Sirius Black he, he's very devoted man so he's not devoted I he's a coward he scared. yeah that's he's just a coward no, everything he did was devoted. based on fear this is happening. This is <laughs> what are we doing? Terrible. Wormtail is a Worm, class okay. A sidekick, but not a class S sidekick. All right. You, you can, <laughs> if you wanted to be controversial, I feel like you could have gone with Bellatrix. She's at least a good sidekick. All right, Josh, you or me? You, I need time to think. <laughs> just okay. two thirds of my list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm looking through my list trying to decide. Uh... Oh, you had Wormtail too, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, my uh, my number three. Here's a female psychic for you. Only in the first trilogy, the first trilogy of Powder Mage. This does not apply to the second trilogy, the Gods and Blood and Powder, because this character takes on a greater role. But I'm gonna take Caphole. In the first trilogy, I think she's a really good sidekick. She's a really sidekick to Taniel, but in the second trilogy we're learning more about her. I don't think she qualifies as a sidekick later on. She's a really interesting character and she doesn't have that much of a, of a character arc in the first trilogy at least. I think she's a good sidekick. I think she's good, yeah. Great okay. Yeah, okay. Am I impressing you guys? Uh, that, that was a good one. That was, that was a good one. Yeah. 
That's a good point. Okay. Right. Especially okay. with setting yourself up earlier in the episode, saying it was hard to come up with women sidekicks and then coming yeah, up with yeah, a woman yeah. sidekick. No, no, that was, that was Jake. Jake was oh, able to set me oh, up. I set you Jake. up. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That was like a volleyball, yeah. like... There you go. Steven spiked. All right. And, okay, so number two. And to be clear, like, we are going off of remaining at this point, so <laughs> I don't know if this is really my top three. But uh, number two, I have Bron of the Blackwater. I think he's a good one. You know, I Googled some yeah. lists, and he was on, like, 60% of all the top ten. Okay. Right? Yeah, I definitely did not Google lists. Um <laughs> Jake? I think I think he's a good sidekick. He, I'd say he's mostly a sidekick to Tyrion. In the show, he is kind of more of a sidekick to Jamie a little bit. And, but uh, yeah, he, he's a good sidekick. He, he does some stuff on his own. But uh, and and he's an interesting character. I'll say. Um, I had another Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire character. I'm not going to take it because that's just that's another unwritten rule. You can't take two from the same series. Number one sidekick. All right, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Thomas Wraith. Wait, am I going with Tom? Am I about to take Thomas? You're going Wraith with Thomas, man. That's a good sidekick. That's a great sidekick. All right, he, okay, he's my number one from from Dresden. I mean, he Files. kind of fizzles out by the end, but actually, well, we're not we're not at the end. Yeah, I mean, that's debatable, and we're definitely not at the end, and we probably can't say too much about this character without doing spoilers for Dresden Files. But uh, Thomas Wraith. Number one sidekick. Okay, Josh. All right. Well, <laughs> number three, Will Perry from His Dark Materials. I think Ooh, he, okay, I thought about he, him. he would classify as a sidekick. I mean, I don't, I, I don't want to go into too much detail with that because it's not even in the first book. But um, good side, sidekick. I'm going to say Teft from, from Stormlight Archive. I think he, oh, yeah. he might be a little bit more of a father figure-ish but I think he would classify as a sidekick. Yeah, that works. I had I had still I had still on my list, but Teft was my follow up from Stormlight. He's both mentor and sidekick. Yeah. at the same time. Yeah, because mm. in terms of being like a night radiant, well, I don't want to get spoilers. Okay. In terms of being a night radiant, we will not say anything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, I I wish I could say the entire Cotet. From Cotet, Cotet from the from oh, Dark Tower. I, uh, yeah, okay. I thought you were going to say Quartet. But if Cotet <laughs> <no, laughs> from the Dark Tower series, um, the which consists of Jake, Oi, Susanna, Eddie, and of course Roland. But if I had to pick one, I would say Jake Chambers. He just like he really comes. In, he starts off as just a little kid. And then he grows into like such a marvelous character and it's all while being kind of in the sidekick character, sidekick role. And like I said earlier in the show, Stephen King's character work is really um, top notch. And in my opinion, the best out there in a lot of ways. And he just does amazing justice for all of those characters. But yeah, so that's my three sidekick characters. And I don't know if, I could say that they were all my top three, but um, you had, you had I'm to happy, go last. I'm happy you with my list. Last. I'm happy with my list. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so one that I was going to put on, but I chose Wormtail instead was Weir from uh, from Lycon- Lyconius. <laughs> Lycanius. 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 I didn't know. Hey, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. 
This is now the this is now the part of the episode where we try to impress each other without. I, I think people. that Ben a better mentions. number one rather than Wormtail would be Moash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> no spoilers. It's like, oh, what's the what's the pony's name from Wheel of Time? Bella. 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 She's the creator. She's not psychic. <laughs> Come on, man. Logic. Well, spoilers. Say, I would say uh, my name is Braid. Okay. Yeah, I don't think we know what sidekicks are anymore. Stephen, I'm surprised you didn't do Fast. Fast? That's the only one I can think of. Um, What's his name? Oh, Katai? Katai. Dang, Katai's a way good. Yeah, Katai's a way good pick. Zero character instead of. (laughs) I'm taking taking Katai. Thomas Wraith is out. It's Katai. (laughs) From the Poppy War by RF Kwong. I think think Sam. Tarly. Tarly is uh, another great good one. I mean, he's yeah. basically Samwise Gamgee. I think but a, a couple of my honorable mentions, uh Cotillion from Malazan, Ben Quickhand also from Malazan were uh both uh on my my list. Mm. I see Cotillion. I mean, I've only read uh what's it the first Garden, one Gardens Garden of the Moon, Moon and I definitely see Cotillion as mm-hmm. a, as a sidekick. Quick Ben, I'm assuming Ben Quickhand. Yeah, it's is also Ben. It's ben quick, quick Ben. I I don't know why I called him Ben Quickhand, yeah. but it is Quick Ben. Who else? I think that there's Orson Scott Card does sidekicks really well. You got Bean, but he also uh, Jane. I wouldn't say Jane. Jane is kind of a sidekick, but then not because they have spoilers, 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 and so I don't know if it would be considered a sidekick after that. <laughs> gotcha. We need to have yeah. a spoilers set. Yeah, yeah. We need to, like when people swear in like reality TV shows and they're like do the bleep noise and then put something over their mouth. We need to do that. We need like a redacted over the mouth. Definitely. There's there's like a bevy of characters from Wheel of Time that you could have argued were side characters, aside from yeah. Bella and Nynaeve's braid. The best one I came up with. Like, how about Talmanis, Jake? I think he's a good Tal side Manus. character. Yeah, he's a sidekick. Um, I'd say Gaul uh, for Perry. Oh, dang. Who's that? A sidekick. Who's that guy? Who's Matt's Matt's friend? I'm forgetting his name. Uh, that's Talmanis. Oh, that's Tal- Talmanis. The guy that swears a lot? Uno? Uno. Are yeah. you talking about Uno? Uno. Not, okay. not Matt's friend. Do a reread, man. Come back. Come back 14 wait, books. He's, wait. <laughs> well, he's with Matt at the... I don't know what things. I mean, characters are together every now and then, but... What about I can't think of one from Birkita. Is there a good one oh, from would Lightbringer? Be. That'd be good. From Lightbringer? Yeah. I don't really think there's any. Yeah, Karis is not a side character. She's no, she's for sure a main like character. A, yeah. Maybe Maybe uh who's that girl that can uh I'm only on the second one, third one, so but the the girl that has a special ability that she can like, see that one. Yeah. Atrastia? She's not a side character. She's not a sidekick. To character. Well, I, or, I keep on saying side character. I mean sidekick. She, I guess she could be. She's kind of. I think. Uh, oh, Josh. Oh, what's his name? Uh, the the kid from Kip's class, who's the top of the class, and he's really cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to remember his name. It's like a verb almost. Dang. Okay. Well, I feel like. Oh, sorry. I'll edit ahead. that in. <laughs> Ryan, I feel like Rawl from. Hyperion, he's kind of a sidekick for his books. <laughs> uh, he's also 
Like the, I, the main POV. I don't remember who he is. He's from the second two books. He's the one who gets sent off. Roland Dimian. Dang. Okay, never mind. That's swinging a miss. <laughs> should we should we end by doing our TBR for right now? Like what we're currently reading? Just like a quick round table here. Sure. Yeah, I'm reading Memories of Ice still. I've uh, put um, Dead House I've made, Gates pro- I've made progress. But yeah, Jake. Dead House Gates on pause. I just finished Children of Ruin. Ryan and I need to review that series. I'm also halfway through 2001 A Space Odyssey, which is a short read if anyone else wants to jump on that. And then I think it's like six hours long. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll burn through that. Is that checked out in the library? Um, it was one of those books I got on sale from Audible. I don't know about library. Nice. Okay. I am currently reading Elantris because Steve and I are going to record one an episode with the Hero's Journey podcast. Oh, yeah. I didn't even mention yeah. that I'm reading Elantris. So that'll be actually, that'll finish up my reread of all the Cosmere books. And then I'm trying to get current on all of Joe Abercrombie's stuff so I can be ready for September. Same. And Same. then. Hopefully, Malazan, if I ever get around to it. So that is my... <laughs> I also want to read the Foundation series before the TV series happens sometime this year. Oh, the Apple Plus series, yeah. Yeah. L- listeners, let me know how much interest is there for that. I'll probably do it, at least read the first one before the series premieres. But it seems like it'd be a good one to do as well. Hey, Josh, the character's name is Cruxer. Cruxer is the Lightbringer character oh, yes. I'm thinking of. It was almost a verb. In my mind, in my mind, it is, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, it does sound like a verb, right? I am reading The Shadow of the Gods. I just started, but we're, we're going to get a review of that up, hopefully, by the, when the book drops. Which uh, is by John Gwynn. It's a new series. Yeah. And we have, a, we have an advanced copy of that. Yeah. So I'm going to be reading. I'm reading that. And um, I, I, for later in the year, I want to get current on Robin. I want to read all of Robin Hobb stuff and um, the second part, the second trilogy of um, Powder Mage and, and uh, Malazan. So those are my rest of the year type things. And I have kind of like burned through my to be read list. I, wow. I've <laughs> you read them all. Unheard of. I, I that's, finished, not, that's not possible. I mean, that's not possible. I, so right? I finished. Children of Ruin and Children of Time. I finished Kings of the Wild. And I don't really have much of a desire to start Kings of the Wild, the, the sequel to it, until um, somebody else finishes Kings of oh, the yes. Wild. And so um, I've just been listening to true crime podcasts a lot. I could, I could tell you a lot of interesting stuff about some crimes that i've read like willie Pickton, this guy in canada who... oh, okay wait, wait this is uh, no no, no happiness on this podcast ryan definitely <laughs> is not wasting his time with the four-hour snyder cut over here not at all and i feel like we are collectively letting ryan down i know yeah, kings of the hey, wild least, this week i mean children of ruin was a good recommendation yeah, right good yeah you got to finish it so we can record it now we got to record it and children of time. Yeah. <laughs> Check out our Children of Ruin episode coming soon. And Kings of the Wild, right? right. Also, he, Tchaikovsky. Adrian um, Tchaikovsky, or however you pronounce it, he has a, a new 
um, sci-fi series. It's going to be more space opera than hard sci-fi that comes out. I think the first one comes out in August of this year. If we could get an arc for that, that'd be awesome. I don't I think know. that happens, Stephen. How to will that into existence, but we can request. We we just request on NetGalley, and they. We'll yeah, we see, should. We'll see if they see uh, us fit to review. We can't request we too many. We should do that, right? All we right. need to have a good review to request. Yeah, we we, we want to have a good ratio. We have to actually read the ones that we get. Do you just review them on there? Yeah. Maybe I'll read that John Gwynn, but you with Josh. Review. Yeah, it's good. I've read like ten percent of it. Nice. All right, so if you have a. Uh, if you have recommendations for Ryan, he's obviously open to that. I'd be obligated to read whatever you recommend. If you want to talk about true crime too, hit me up. H H M U. Ryan, are you starting it? Are you starting a true crime yeah. podcast, Ryan? It's like a like podcast in a podcast. You, you guys talk about like, you guys hey, talk I'm about fantasy pentology. books, and I'll talk about the, the the crimes that I'm listening to that they remind me of. Jake and I start a conspiracy podcast. Do I freaking love conspiracy? theory all right not a fan thanks of for listening life. to <laughs> the march interview and top three sidekicks episode follow us on twitter join the poll all you have to do is submit your entries and then you'll be eligible for fabulous prizes should you emerge victorious thanks for supporting if you want to do more you can i mean just listening is is way more than we expect but uh please sub our youtube and uh, you can check out more episodes at www.phantologybooks.com and you can support the show at patreon.com slash phantology underscore books. So, Stephen, Ryan, Jake, and Josh. We'll see you guys next time. Yeah, thanks, Dave. This is Ryan. See you guys. Signing off.